podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Episode 69 of Below the Bell. 69, gents. It's time we start doing some sexual stuff. This is going to be the, <laughs> the sex cast. Uh, joined once again by Felonius Hilf and Alex from Bristol on Skype. How are you, chaps? Not bad, not bad, not bad. Very good. Very good, my son. <sighs> uh, it's fucking, I, I haven't counted the number of days since we've last been together. Uh, I should have done that, but it's all very last minute, this one. Um, hot off last night's packed card in manchester uh, first of all what did you guys think of the actual overall card itself like the quality of it do you think it was good enough for sky sports uh i it's it's tricky because no is the answer but you know anthony fowler's coming you know obviously had to have a late replacement and it was yeah. the fast with the with the shoes which you know <laughs> I've never seen anything like that i've never seen a boxer with tape on the soles of his shoes to start with yeah. that much tape yeah. and still sliding all over the shop i mean it was just uh, it was just ridiculous yeah and and the problem is is when is when you have a stable the size of of matchroom you've got to get these people out mm-hmm. and then you can't you can't now start putting them on five o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock of um pay-per-view cars because you know eddie if we're talking about matchroom in particular you know, Eddie is very much, you know, look, judge us on our overall cards for, for, for box office, you know, pay-per-views overall. It's what he's been saying all week. Yeah. And so you can't put, like, you know, a, a, a warm-up for Fowler or or whatever it might be on, on these ones anymore. So I, probably not, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't see how it's avoidable, really. What do you think, T? I'll be honest, I only saw the main event. <laughs> Die-hard fan that I am. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, what I guess exactly. Was I doing? I was entertaining my family. Oh yeah, had, had nice. family come around, so um, yeah, it's quite wholesome. But um, I mean, it's a good result for Parker. He's starting to um, gain a bit of traction. I mean, he was a reserve in WBSS, wasn't he? Yeah, we saw him a couple so, of times, didn't we? Like um, on undercards and stuff, didn't we? Yeah, so um, you know, it's a massive win for him. I saw the card overall. I can't really comment. There wasn't really much hype coming in to the card anyway, so it's not like it had massive expectations. Yeah. But you know, as I said, I mean, my main interest was um was Quig. I actually predicted that he'd win in the prediction league and got that one massively wrong. I don't think anybody picked Carroll, so I wouldn't feel bad about that T at all. Nobody picked uh, Carroll. Everybody was picking Quig. Um, so you went for the stoppage. Yeah. But it was from the very first round. I think all of us that had done predictions or people at home that had perhaps put money on Quig, from the very first round, you was like, oh, my God, why did I pick Quig? <laughs> Yes, immediately, <laughs> immediately. Because you saw them like in the ring, stood across from each other, and the first thing that was noticeable is the size of Carroll compared to Quig. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. He was massive. He was absolutely massive compared to him. His back, his arms, his legs, everything was bigger than Quig, and Quig just had nothing from the very first bell. What did you think about uh, the the performance of Quig and Carroll, Al? Oh, we're going straight into the main event. Yeah, go straight in, and we'll we'll work our way down. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I mean, you, you can never really judge about when when moments like these are going to happen for fighters. Yeah. You know, it was different. You know, there was a lot of talk about, and um, you know, Crawler last night and like, oh, well, we knew, you know, with Crawler, you know, it was the same type of thing. But it wasn't really. We cut, we we knew Crawler was pretty much done by, yeah. by that point. Um, and, you know, that whole Manchester card was signaled as his sign off. And, you know, it didn't really matter. Whereas this was, you know, this was Quigg's, you know, has he got, has he got it still in the tank? He had a long layoff in the ring. Um, and I just, I don't think you can ever judge those, those types of things. You don't know until the first bell, you know, he doesn't know, let alone anyone else. So I think it was two things really, like you said, it, it was the, the size difference was ridiculous. You know, Carol is, is a big personality. He's very confident. I think the, you know, the loss to Tevin Farmer was, was, was a good loss, you know, in terms of obviously what he's learned from it. Because, because I'll tell you what, his jab was fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was strong. It was sharp. It was nothing was wasted. I was really impressed with Carol. But at the same time, you could just see. I mean, every you know, and I'm a huge Anthony Crawler fan. But that that Joe Gallagher style of of your head bopping, you know, from left to right constantly, uh, you, you try and be big at the weight and uh, and pressure in. You you can't do that. If you've got no time in. And within about 40 seconds, you could see that timing was gone. It's a yeah. shame because you know, you know, Scott Quigg gets a lot of gets a lot of stick, and you know, he's hardly the most entertaining of, of people. But you know, he's ridiculously dedicated. What he'll be able to do is walk away from the sport knowing he couldn't really have got any more out of himself. And what what can you ask for in a in a sport like this? You get to go back with your relative health. Sounds a little bit punchy to me, a tad, yeah, but. He gets to walk away with his with his relative health, money in the bank, and you know, knowing that he's you know worked as hard as he can and squeezed every drop out of you know he would probably there say not the most talented boxer in the world. So it's a shame, but you know, it's it's let's let's say he's glad it happened on a main event when he's got to host a show like that rather than four or five fights down the card, you know, on some nothing fight that was meant to be easy and then disappointed. So yeah um t what did you what did uh how do you feel about perhaps john o'carroll and what he can do do you think like he could be a world champion at super featherweight or do you think he'd have to to wait for other people to get out of the way i'm trying to think who's the, who are the champions at 130 i don't know if so you've got davis is still campaigning Birch, there. no yeah tank davis is he's gone up to to lightweight now so he's gonna fight santa cruz isn't he so yeah so gone yeah so you've got yeah you're right he's gonna fight santa cruz you've got birch Elk who's the, the WBC champion. You've got Leo Santa Cruz, who's the WBA champion. But like you said, it looks like he's about to move up. Um, you've got Joseph Diaz, who's the IBF champion. He beat Tevin Farmer. And you've got Jamel Herring, and it looks like he's going to fight Carl Frampton uh, in the summer. Oh, yeah, it's done. Probably at Windsor Park, is it? Do you think? Is it out? Yeah, it's done, yeah. Yeah, so you those are the four champions. Burchell... I think Burchell is the best of the lot. I th- he's he's supposed to be fighting Oscar Valdez, who beat Quig. Um, yeah. I, I can't see John O'Carroll beating any of them. Well, he will do if um, Santa Cruz moves up, unless he puts himself in a position to fight for the vacant belt. But I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll win a belt off someone. <laughs> it'd probably be um, as it'd be for a vacant title or maybe a regular title or something like that. But I don't think he'll. But again, it's the same of Cowley, same of um, Quig, as Alex alluded to earlier on. He's maximising his talent and, you know, he's got the personality, he's got the look. So he'll get fights. 
yeah, still he... relatively young as well, man. You know, it's 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 nice when you when you see improvements as 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 obvious as the improvements he he's made. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that he's you know blowing the world away, but what I'm saying is is that there were very evident things that it was missing within the Tevin Farmer fight, regardless of of who he was fighting, yeah. and he's addressed that. And that's yeah. nice to see as an improvement, especially when he's, I mean, what is he, 26, 27 years 27. old? 27. Yeah, it, it's, that, that's always a really good sign for me, um, that there's more to come. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm going to be interested to see how, how he does now, yeah. Yeah, no, at, at 27, he looked really good last night. I think he was made to look good by Quig, because Quig just had nothing, really, but... He looked he looked good last night and there's there's fights in and around that division where you know where he can he can look good and he can make money and he can just slowly slowly you know climb the rankings really you got Johnny Gonzalez who's a former world champion he could fight him Vargas Francisco Vargas he could fight him uh, I don't think the Tevin Farmer rematch does anything for him I think just style wise Farmer would just be all wrong for him still maybe a fight with Carl Frampton down the line maybe that would be quite good if Carl Frampton won a world title that would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's there's things for Carroll there, really. I think, you know, if he's I think there's no rush with him, though. Like you said, he's quite young. He's 27. And I think just slowly someone like a Vargas who's, you know, had a quite a few wars and, you know, Francisco Vargas had a few wars. He's been stopped by Burchell, you know, just slowly, slowly, just make your way up the rankings and just get your like T said, maybe go for a vacant title when one comes around. And uh, the WBA have got so many world titles that he might be able to nab one of those at some point. Um, but did, is Quig actually retired? Did he actually retire? I think, I think he alluded, said so. Yeah, alluded to in, I think in the ring he was like, look, I'm not going to make any rash decisions, but I think in most of the interviews I saw afterwards, he was, um, yeah, he was he was pretty much done. Um, said, you know, I'm not, I was quite, I didn't know whether he was, uh, at one point he, he sounded like quite emotional, like he was about to break down. Right. And then at other times he was kind of like, look, I'm not a bullshitter. You know, if that was, if I was, Make commentating on someone else i'd say you know finish mate uh, and that's essentially what he was um what he was saying after so yeah i, I think i think that'll be it now I, I don't i mean what else can he do i mean there's not really anything you can do now is there no he's 30 he's 31 and he, he's he's not a super featherweight he, he started his career at super bantam he had his most of his success at super bantam when he won a version of the world title he had a regular title at super bantam um He's gone up two divisions to Super Feather and he, the, all the advantages that he had at Super Bantam, i.e. size, are gone. And so he's a, you know, I alluded to this on Twitter last night. Joe Gallagher fighters tend to be like that. They tend to just be massive at the weight. And once that once that weight advantage is gone, they don't really offer much more. Anthony Crawler is the only fighter that's not like that, that's been under Joe Gallagher. He, he is he was a guy that was small for the weight and so he was more about pure boxer which i always why i quite liked Anthony Quala as much as i take the piss out of you Al, he was a good fighter hmm. um, but yeah so I, I don't think they don't see what there is left for quig really i always had the feeling that he was always hunting for the frampton rematch that because it he followed him to featherweight and then he followed him to super featherweight and i thought you're just trying to get a frampton rematch but nobody wanted to see it because the first fight was so shit that nobody yeah. ever really really wanted to see it so like you said, Al, I think, you know, he's he's done well out of his career. I'm sure he's made plenty of money. He'd have made plenty of money over in America when he was over there. Um, and, yeah, could do something else for the rest of your life, man. Hopefully he saved it. He saved his money and, you know, he'd do, do something with the rest of his life, you know. Um, looking at the, the undercard, what did you think of Zach Parker, um, Al? Very, very impressive. He was good, wasn't he? You know, there was – and 
it was a fight as well that kind of went underneath the radar, but it was it was it was a it was a decent fight. I hadn't seen much. Um, I hadn't seen much of, of Rowan Murdoch, but um, you know he's when you go and watch bits of his stuff, he's you know he's tough, very aggressive, mm. um, and I thought you know it's interesting to see that Parker because again on some of these shows you don't know what they've got because they kind of sometimes you sleepwalk to eighteen and O, you know, yeah. and it's it's we've known Zach Parker is, is a is a talent. Yeah, but it was a question of you know right, well, under the lights and in big events, you know, essentially a you know that that fight had got hyped a lot within the card. All right, it kind of went under the radar as as a whole, but on the card, you know, that was there was a lot of people there for that fight. Uh, that that was a good uh, fight. Murdoch started well. Yeah, he did, and there was there was lots of um, peaks and troughs uh, within the fight as well because I thought I thought Parker started quite well, and then Murdoch kind of took over again, and then Parker seemed to kind of listened to the advice from his from his corner i must say you know and started to um and started to move a lot better mm. uh, murdoch was was kind of switching lead lead hands quite a lot yeah. and sometimes if you're if if, if you're in especially in the middle of a fight where, where the temp it's not like he was four or five rounds up and then murdoch was was changing tax and stuff this was two rounds here two rounds to to someone else another round here another round there you know and that and that can that can really then start to disturb your rhythm, even if even if they you don't particularly spectacularly lose the round. Um, but no, I, I thought I thought that Parker was great, and the finish was the finish was wonderful. And um, you know, for uh, to go against, so he'll be Billy Joe's mandatory now. I mean, how that will work out, we'll see. But um, yeah, really impressive, really impressive. And he's another one, you know, tall, got the look, got a nice style about him, nice stance, moves quite well. You know, he could be really entertaining to watch in the right fights. Yeah, I really what I really liked about him is he was throwing really straight shots to the body. He was throwing. You yeah. don't really see that straight shots. You always see hooks to the body, and he was throwing straight hands to the body, the backhand to the body, and it was mm. really bothering Murdoch. It was really bothering him, and he was doing that in the middle round, middle rounds, and that was when he started to take over the fight a little bit. Parker, um, he's only twenty five, young guy. Uh, and like you said, he, he should be now. He, he it was number one against number two. He was number two, wasn't he, Parker? Um, yeah. I think, I think he was number two. Murdoch was number one. But he should. Be, you'd think he they would make him mandatory now. Uh, they'd make him the mandatory challenger for the winner of Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Imagine Zach Parker gets the Canelo fight. <laughs> but you Pride, know what I mean? When you look Pride at Park. and you look at what the yeah, Pride Park. <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. It's difficult to know what what they've got, you know. And we probably still don't know as well, because I mean, you look at you look at um, at Parker's record. You know, he's, he's fought people like you know Daryl Williams and um, what's his name, Cranber, uh, and and you, you just don't know. I mean, like I say, Luke Blackledge, you know, um, a couple of years ago as well. But that's really all I'd massively seen of him as well, because he's kind of buried down on these 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 later parts of the card. And then obviously with with um, with Murdoch, it's exactly the same because you know he's not not fighting out in this country, and you know I, you tend to give him more. I will say that Rowan Murdoch is a very good-looking man. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, but yeah, and it's always good to, to have to see these step-up um, fights and, and see where they can go from it. And uh, he did really well. And now, I mean, the, the only problem is now is not to let it stagnate because he yeah. could be waiting a long time for this for yeah. for a mandatory. Now, don't go back and fight. You know. And go back and fight, you know, two, three, four fights into the card against, you know, like what Callum Smith did whilst he was waiting for his WBC. 
don't don't do that. Right. You know, I I think I don't think you can anymore. Uh, I hope he doesn't. I hope he keeps taking you know decent domestic fights to keep a profile up and to keep challenge up because because he's someone that could become very popular. I think almost like uh, fair, almost like Dylan White in a way. Dylan White's mm. been waiting for a world title fight for ages, and he's probably, he's going to be waiting at least another year. But he'll continue to fight good fighters. He's fighting Povetkin in May, isn't it? I think it's the same night as the Canelo. As Doesn't have to do that at heavyweight though. There's you know there's even there's even less places to hide at heavyweight now because you know especially with the name of Dylan White, he's got to be forefront and centre of people's mind. You know particularly for Matchroom and Sky because they needed pay per view bods. Um, yeah. You know White can't take those fights now because otherwise they've got no one left other than Joshua. T, how much? Would you pay to watch Zach Park versus Canelo at Pride Park? What's what's your ceiling? <laughs> uh, probably say about sixty-five quid. Sixty-five quid <laughs> to watch Canelo Alvarez <laughs> smash up Zach Parker in forty-five seconds. Like, come on! No, no, I'd I, I pay a couple of hundred to see <laughs> to see that in the flesh. Um, I mean. Yeah, I think Zach Parker's got a lot of support as well. He's quite well, a well-supported fighter. He sells tickets, so um, I don't think he'll struggle for fights. I mean, he might be, you know, there is a concern, as you've alluded to, you know, Callum Smith before winning the title, where he's just, you know, just marking time and almost stagnating. So that's what probably faces Zach Parker here, because I don't think he'll get a fight against Park against um, Saunders and Canelo for a while yet. So we'll all have to see. Yeah, the, w, the WBO are not going to enforce, enforce a mandatory on Canelo Alvarez, be it if Canelo beats Billy Joe Saunders, which I would expect him to quite, comf- quite comf- com- comfortably, to be honest. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, it was a good performance by Parker anyway. Um, I know you didn't see the fight, T. Uh, I'll just tell you what, Huey Fury smashed up Pavel Sauer in three rounds. Yeah. What, what? There was a lot of talk on commentary about what he should do next. And Matthew Macklin was saying he needs to stop jumping in at the deep end and fighting really world-level fighters and just have more fights like this. Uh, people, you know, more at a domestic kind of level. Is, would you say that's kind of the sensible thing to do? He's 25, Fury. Yeah, yeah I think that's fair. I mean, he's been around forever. He's got no power. He's got no personality. And I mean, obviously, he joined Matchroom to, to get the fights. But I think about just needs to kind of regroup and rebuild, and you know, I mean, there's decent domestic fights out there. I mean, maybe if Dubois does a job on um on Joyce next month, that could be an option for him in the future. Mm. But but yeah, I think he needs to kind of take a step back down. I I agree. What What do you think of his performance last night, Al? Uh, well, he did what he did. I mean, uh, Pavel Sauer was, you know, went um. He went the distance, didn't he, with Jermaine Franklin, which... Um, the fuck is that? With, um, in that Jermaine Franklin fight, wasn't it where, the, where, wasn't it where the cornerman got... Um, the cornerman got sent out of the out of the arena or something, wasn't it? Anyway, right. I figure it was someone else, I can't remember. But, okay. um, uh, but he, he'd been kind of added as, as quite durable, and I think yeah. they'd said to, um, to Huey Fury in terms of going out and trying to be entertaining, you know, yeah. try and... You know, try and do something, and, and you can see from you know that's what he was looking for straight away. Yeah. Um, the final knockdown was a bit weird. I think it was a jab that finished him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, not much you can you can judge on. But it was 
I don't really know what, what you would do if you're Huey, what's for the best, because at 25 and the fights that he's had, mm. you know, again, you can't blame, he hasn't shied away from stuff. You know, he's no. took challenges, you know, which, which not everyone would do. And, he, you know, he's, he's fought, you know, Pulev and Povetkin and Joseph oh, Parker. And, um, you know, even the Sam Sexton fight after Parker was, was looked at as, you know, not, not 50-50. Yeah, but, but it was still looked at, you know, it was still yeah. a challenge for him because no one really knows what he can do, you know, other than box relatively conservatively. So I don't... suggestion. Dave Allen. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him, you know, put him in with... Uh, it needs to be domestic. Get, get some entertainment under his belt and some domestic and get people at least talking about him you know like you say Dubois or yeah. Gorman maybe I don't know you know th- those types of things that you can that you can try and sell because Huey Fury against say someone like well I know he's fought Povetkin but someone like a Povetkin now I mean you know someone where people know the name but that's about it you know it doesn't yeah. do anything for anyone really anymore yeah. so yeah I-, I hope he does well because I-, I like he's a young lad and he's taken he's taken big fights you know, he's gone away to fight Pulev and, you know, was I, I thought he beat Joseph Parker. Uh, I still maintain that. Yeah. Uh, and he's and, and he's taken on, you know, big fights. And I hope he I hope he gets somewhere with it because, you know, it's 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 a heart. It's a big name to carry now, even more so than usual. Yeah, that's it now. Yeah, it's I think it's good. I think Tyson's success is good for him in a way, isn't it? It's yeah. Know, yeah. Keeps the name out there and people more the more people that know Tyson in, in by extension in a way the more people that will know Huey because he's got the same surname as him I'm just looking at the British rankings on BoxRec Derek Chisora if say you know you'd expect Chisora to lose to Usyk so maybe he could fight Huey Fury in the future David Price Dave oh. Allen Nathan oh Gorman like yeah the heavyweight division in this country is not stellar David but Price, David Price would actually be quite interesting yeah yeah maybe I'm not sure how that fight would go I think Huey would stop him. I think Huey yeah. would stop him. Just because Price can't defend himself. He has no defense. Yeah, Other but than... Huey's hardly... I mean, he's hardly attacked... Doesn't hardly attack you in clusters, does he? I mean, it's quite a slow, measured yeah. attack. And you'd think if there was a type of attack that David Price could handle, it would be one that would be relatively slow. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't think there's a rush, is there? There's no rush with, with Huey, is there? There's no rush yeah. with him. So, you know, maybe a Price or a Dave Allen would, would work for him because it's just... Um, yeah, it's 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 just another fight, another stoppage because he'll stop he'll stop David Price, and it keeps keeps the momentum, you know. And if he can string three or four of those together and then look to get back in with someone a bit more meaty, then then people would start to talk about him with a bit more excitement because Huey most of the time people aren't excited to see him. But if he strings together three four stoppages in a row, then you know against yeah against lower level guys but it looks good doesn't it you know just stringing yeah. stoppage wins together so be something interesting um was there anything else in the undercard you want to talk about al um no i mean we've mentioned the whole anthony fowler fast you know hopefully that the fitzgerald fight can get sorted um again soon um but other than that there's not much to say i mean yeah uh we'll talk about uh, what do you want to talk about now t do you want to talk about pretty joe saunders and canelo or do you want to talk about chocolatito Oh, let's do Billy Joe Saunders. That's a bit exciting, at least, because yeah. you 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 shared the Callum Smith article. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. What did you think about that article? So, um, I've seen a, it. What was it? So basically, Callum Smith admitted that he got an offer and that he turned it down, 
um, and that basically he was expecting Canelo to come back. We would say, okay, if you don't want this, how about this? And they never came back. They just went to Billy Joe Saunders. Is that what he said? Has he actually said that, or is that just? A... That's what he said. I'm paraphrasing, um, but that's what he said. He said that they made him an offer, he turned the offer down, and that he was expecting to negotiate, and they never came back to him. Mm. Uh, it's tricky because because I understand when you know like we've always talked about don't worry about what the other person's getting paid, worry about yourself, and that's all yeah. you can do in a Canelo negotiation, of course, but. Mm. You know, there's obviously a certain value that he feels that he feels he's worth as, as WBC and Ring Magazine and all the rest of it. You know, and, and probably doesn't want to get you know, probably doesn't want to feel like he's being made a mug out of, even if perhaps sometimes you are. But then I also get the other argument of look, if, if you're confident and these are the fights you want, go in, win the fight, or you know, make a hell of a show for yourself, and then and then reap the rewards that come off the back of that, that those yeah. fights. Because let's get it right, Callum Smith needs it. One fight against Canelo and then knock it on the head is not good enough for his career and for the potential that he's had. You know, he's, he's bought a kickboxer and a, and a, and a half-fit George Groves. You know, yeah. you can't... That, that's not good enough, really. If I, I, I would, That wouldn't be the legacy that you'd want to leave. You know, yeah. belts are great and all the rest of it, but I, I think he'd look back at that and go, do you know what? Could have done more. You know, and that's, that's tricky. But then also he's in a position where, you know, he's got... Billy Joe's also got a belt and you know, because of because of the Lemieux fight, you know, maybe maybe a little bit more known out out there, perhaps I don't know. Yeah. Um, tricky, tricky. It's, it's I mean, I, I it's I'm sure it would have been a decent amount of money, but it's hard to judge when you're not in that situation, I guess. Yeah. What do you think, T? What do you think about the whole thing? I think he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you've, if you've been offered to fight the biggest name in boxing, you know, you've got to take it. I mean. I don't know if what he's saying is true, then it's one of those things. He says that they're both made the same offer. Um, Saunders and Smith have made the same offer, but they renegotiated with um, Saunders and didn't renegotiate with him. So oh. I don't know yeah. if, that, if, that, if that's true. Then I guess it's one of those things. But he's Callum Smith has said in the article that he, you know he didn't want to fight him. That clearly didn't want to fight Smith, which is obviously bullshit. But you know Smith's career has just been in fits and starts and this would have just been uh, the springboard he needed to kind of get himself out there it's a lot like Carl Brook I suppose because Carl Brook was marking time for a very very long time Yeah. finally finally gets the belt and then dares to be great against Golovkin obviously he got a pasting but he made the leap of faith I mean he might he, he may regret that given how the Spence fight turned out but he made a decision you know you, can, you can't regret you know he's regretting a decision he didn't make kind of thing here yeah. So, so yeah, and no, I think he should have fought. But um, the prospect of Saunders fighting Canelo, I just think about time. You know, because Saunders is, is another one that's been pretty boring. You know, he's been, you know, for the last, since he beat Eubank, um, he's not done much apart from maybe Lemieux. So, yeah. this will probably get rid of his own and maybe get rid of him, <laughs> which will probably make some people happy. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that... Uh... He's almost a retirement fight for Billy Joe Saunders, really, in a way. It's like a massive payday. If he loses, which I would expect him to lose, then what does he do after that? Does he go after it? Does he fight Zach Parker for a vacant title? Does he? What does he do, really? And it's. Uh, do you think, Al, do you think um, Billy Joe Saunders has any chance? Um, 
Yes, a yeah. fit and focused Billy Joe, I think will have will have a chance to make it interesting. Right. Um, yeah, but that's but that's about it. You know, I mean, really, when you look at it, I mean, I, I was trying to think of it, what's the fight I would rather see, and the fight I'd rather see would be Canelo Smith. Yeah. Um, Agree. But I do think that Saunders has a better chance than Smith. Um, yeah. Of, yeah. Of doing something. What that something is, I'm not 100 percent sure. But yeah, I, I do give him a chance. I, I think I think he'll if he's if he's bang on it, then um, I think he'll be there. I think it's sh- I like Ben Davidson. I do. Mm. But that's not who you want for this fight for me. You, you know that that would be someone where if you could take a um, a Shane McQuiggan or you know just even even someone that you're not going to work with long term, but someone. Yeah. Who's been involved in big, big fights, you know, an Adam Booth or um, even a Dave Caldwell, maybe. I, I don't know, but just, just I'm not, I'm not sure about Davidson. I know Davidson was obviously was involved with the Fury Wilder, but that was very much about his relationship with Tyson. Mm. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm proved very wrong, but uh, I, I don't feel that he's got the right setup yeah. to get him in the frame of mind and in the situation that I think he'll need to be to even cause Canelo any trouble. No, I think I think when you when you start and we do it in football as well, when we start to add asterisks or things to to footballers or to boxers, as in when fit or when yeah. on their game, I think you you know then that there's a problem with that athlete, whatever it is, football be it football or boxing, and that's the thing with Billy Joe Saunders. He he can box great like he did against Lemieux, or the rest of the or like the rest of the time where he's just lackluster. And just... Well, most of the time, to be fair, most of the time when his performances have not been up to scratch, yeah. it's because he's not being. There are other fights he hasn't been up yeah. for, or, or he's not. He hasn't been doing what he's meant to do. You know, if you're not, if you're not going to be bang up and ready to go for a for a Canelo fight, then yeah, I mean, call it a day. the sport, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think Canelo is going to stop him. I think he'll probably drop him at some point, and then I think he'll get him out of there. I just think this is another level to anything Billy Joe Saunders has ever faced in his life. This is the yeah. best fight. This is the best fighter in the sport. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think he has a prayer. But fair play to him that if he gets the payday and he and if he puts on a performance and makes people take notice of him and he can go on to make more paydays, be it against a Gennady Golovkin or a Callum Smith, then fair play to him. I'd like to see Callum Smith fight Gennady Golovkin now. Um, Golovkin's dicking about trying to fight a mandatory for his IBF middleweight title like who gives a fuck really fight Callum Smith do a fight that's worth making win a world title and take it into a Canelo trilogy fight for Golovkin really um, yeah I, I, I'm interested in the, in the Billy Joe Saunders fight I'm, I'm interested just to see Canelo box every time he boxes because it's just a fucking pleasure to see him fight every single time um, the drugs will, the drug test, failed drug test will always be a disappointment to all of us, but he's just a fucking brilliant fighter and I adore watching him every single time. Uh, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, what did you think? You like how you fight, don't you, Al? You like him? Um, uh, no, I'm not really. You like but... his brother? <laughs> yes. You do like um, his brother? Yeah, it's, um, but he, yeah, I, he's another one you fight really, but you know, has he's been like Britain's longest? Yeah, he had the world title for fucking ages. Yeah, but then we've seen nothing. And again, I know it's difficult at those weights, mm. but um, I'm glad he got this fight. 
Yeah. And I was disappointed. I was disappointed that him and the the fight with him and Charlie Edwards didn't happen after, um, you know, when we caught them arguing at uh, a Coley Chamberlain cow. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that was, yeah. And at that point, you know, Cal was very much of well, hold on a minute, I've I've got a, a world title. You bring nothing to me. Yeah. And my argument at the time was, yeah, but no one, you're not fighting anyone else anyway. Yeah. You know, at least you could that could that could have headlined a um, a Saturday night fight night. And all right, the money wouldn't have been an amazing but it's got to be better than you defending against you know absolute you know well, not necessarily a waste of spaces but just just stuff that no one cares about you know yeah like um, you said super flyweight most most fighters at super flyweight the the general public have not heard of yeah you know unless you're fighting you know chocolatito in new a you know obviously new a's moved up now unless you're fighting at those those guys you most of the re- the rest of them are nobodies in the in the casual the casual way you know room for but side. even those even those people would have been would have been yeah. no one i mean chocolate tea, uh, you know i don't many people got up for carrier fight chocolate tea, no i think a lot of people thought that the chocolate tea was being fed to your fight that he was shot to bits he was knocked out and and that this was carrier fires coming out party this was his this was the getting the name on his record i guess I think so. Sorry, I was just having a beer. Um, yeah, and, and, but he looked great. Chocolatey. You know, and Carrier Fire is no slouch. You know, when it comes to um, boxing the way he does, mm. you know, he's got um, a wonderful pedigree. But Chocolatey was just... It, it, he turned the clock back a little bit. I think Styles matched, mm. but he looked... He, it was fun to watch. It was yeah. fun to watch. And then obviously the finish was great, which I wasn't expecting. Did you enjoy it, T? Did you enjoy that fight? I'll admit I didn't see it, man. People are going to be unsubscribing because of T's lack of boxing knowledge and interest. You see, but you I did see, see the ending. <laughs> I just sent you the link. It's just, you sent me the link, I, I thought know, you'd seen it, man. I was trying no. to tee you up. No, it's, like, it's like boxed by Daily Motion these days. Yeah, I know, no, right? But anyway. Really but, um... But no, I mean, I didn't expect um, Chocolatito to pull it out. It was fed to Yafai as an opponent, really. And he kind of turned back the clock. But I think the consensus is that he needs to probably drop back down and wait. But will he do that? I don't know. I think maybe there'll be a rematch with whether it be Ring Vazai or... Was it Kudras or Estrada he fought? Kudras. Kudras. He may, he may, he may go, go down that direction. But I'm not sure how that goes for him. Yeah. I'll watch, a, I'll watch another Ring Vazai fight all night long. I think Vasai is going to move up. Yeah, probably. He's going to move up. I don't think he can make super flyweight anymore. He's he's absolutely massive. Like I just I can't I can't see it. I I think he's too big for to super flyweight now. I could see him going all the way up to super bantam, jumping up two divisions. Ring Vasai, he's too big. Um, but for Chocolatito, do you know what I thought? I thought Kalyufi was really fucking naive. He, I I thought he boxed really naively. I thought. You are the bigger man. You've got the longer reach. Just get on your bike a bit and keep it long. But he met him ring centre and he just thought, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm younger. I'm going to get you out of there and I'm going to fight you at your game. And I remember the first time we did a podcast about talking about Chocolatito. And I think he was quite new to a few of us. And I think one of us called him like the ultimate pressure fighter. Like he will just come through and just hit that that place on the inside that mid-range is where he loves being he loves being there but it's, and 
it's because of his footwork. I remember talking on that podcast about yeah. about his feet, and I remember I'd said I'd watched a YouTube video. It was about twenty five minutes long of just yeah. examples of his just ridiculous footwork. Um, and whereas he wasn't at that level, it, it you know it was it was certainly about he had a spring in his step. He looked up for it, and I think I think you're right. I think uh, who is your five's coach uh, trainer? Oh, it's uh, 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 I don't know. I've forgotten. Uh, oh, is it? No, it's not Dominic Ingle. No, no, no. no. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the same. I thought it was relatively naive. It was as if they just assumed that he was pretty much done and just yeah. doing what you always do will be enough. Uh, and, and that was a shame because he, mm. he, he, he obviously felt after the first couple of rounds, mm. well, you know, I'm, I can do this. I'm, I'm, I can, I can do more against, against this guy. Um, yeah, and it, it was nice to see. But again, it's, it's. I don't think he'll drop that. I think he'll stay there, and I think he'll he'll fight one of the top, you know, one of the top three: Strada, Rungvasai, um, Ioka or Loka, whatever he's called. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he'll fight. I think he'll fight Estrada. They're they I think they're both with the zone. Uh, I think it just makes it makes sense for him to fight Estrada. It's just one of those fights that you know would be really good. I think Estrada would win. I think Estrada's fresher. Uh, but I think it's just two absolute legends of that of that kind of of this era, if you like, uh, meeting. Uh, I think they've met once before. I think he's fought Estrada before. Yeah, he did. He fought him in 2012 and uh, he beat him in 2012, um, Chocolatito. So it's a rematch from a long time ago and, it, we, and it's finally viable again. It's not been viable for a long time, but Estrada's the man at super flyweight at the minute. And I'd, 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 I'd quite like to see that. What about your five, man? I mean, uh, what's Charlie Edwards doing? At, uh, Charlie what, Edwards, yes, he, Charlie. Edwards. I mean, because I'm not. What's he doing at the uh, at the weight there? Is he back at Superfly now? Then, yeah. Yeah, he's moving up to Superfly weight, Charlie Edwards. Okay. Yeah. Because you got Charlie Edwards, and then you've got Sonny Edwards. You know, you look at yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like Boxing Monthly's ratings yeah, rankings, for example. You've got Charlie and, and Sonny at two and three. Mm. Um, you know, and and again, that Charlie Edwards is really a, a, a fight that he could that they could both earn some decent money on a, on a Sky card as Sky looked to try and beef up these Saturday night fight nights. You yeah. know, a Sonny Edwards wouldn't do anything. A Ryan Farag wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'd like I'd like to see you find Edwards now. I think they're both in a position that neither have a um, neither have a world title, and 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 it's you know that that could easily be done as 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 an eliminator for for something. You know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. It makes absolute sense for those two to fight each other at some point. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, um, not much uh, else, really. Um, Dillian White's been announced, but then that was done before the last pod we did. No, no, it wasn't. No. Who's he? He's fighting Pavetkin, isn't he? Yeah. 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 It makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense. He's, he's just fighting top-ranked guys keep himself busy because he's not getting a world title fight for a long time. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for Dillian White. <sighs> I do and I don't. I think there's fights he's turned down. I think he's turned down a few fights perhaps he shouldn't have done. He shouldn't have turned down the Anthony Joshua fight. You know, if it was true that Anthony Joshua, there was a medical reason with him, he shouldn't have turned that down. Um, he obsessed himself with the WBC title and he should have just gone for a world title, whatever it was. But I understand your point that's that you're about to it. make, Al. I understand what you're about to say. That's what would have been put to him. Yeah. You know, by his promoter and, and, and a plan for it. You know, mm. and as much as, as as much as fighters are obviously individuals on that side of things, and particularly Dillian, 
I, I think they would have trusted. I think this is a mushroom issue. You know, this is a, this is a promoter issue. I think really, yeah. you know, this is. I don't think Dillian would have been sat there late at night thinking, oh, I've got to be loyal to the WBC. You yeah. know, I want that. I'm, I'm not sure that's what it would have been. I think it probably would have been, well, you know, they're telling me that with everything else going on, this is this is the route to stick at. This will be the most, you know, lucrative route at the end of it. Yeah. And then what's happened has happened. Um, I'm not saying he's faultless, but I, I, I thought he was right not to talk to Joshua um, at that time. Uh, and I, I just think, you know, I, I, think, I think the WBC have, you know, particularly after everything, after the Oscar Rivas fight, you know, they they banned and and sanctioned and asked questions later. You know, and it's I know there's still some ifs and buts around that whole situation, but it does seem it does seem like they've they've shafted him a tad. Uh, and and taking a second fight is a is a big is is a, is, a, is a decent fight. So again, credit to him. I I'm, I'm not I don't really understand the some of the hate that Dillian White gets personally, but. There you go. Go on, T. Pile in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. He's just, um, he's always just the world with me with Dillian White, isn't it? You know, um, but out of respect to him, I mean, he's come a long way from the AJ defeat. I expected him to disappear, but, you know, he's still still a relevant name. Povetkin's probably the best fight available to him right now. He's building up quite a decent resume of opponents. I do, I do think he. It looked, it looked to me like he turned down the Ortiz and Pulev fights for reasons that I guess I'll never know. Yeah. But I think now he's really got to grab the ball by the horns and take the, take the fights and, and, and accept the fights. But he's talked about facing Wilder, regardless of if it's for a belt or not. I really like that fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that fight. I, I, think, I think Wilder would still stop him. but Because I, I think people are oversimplifying what Fury did. And I think people think... Oh well, Fury did it. I can do it. No, Fury yeah. did it because he's six foot nine and he's two hundred and seventy pounds and he's a fucking good boxer. Just because he did it doesn't mean you all can do it. Doesn't mean Dylan can do it. Doesn't mean Joshua can do it. No, this is Tyson Fury did it because he's the best heavyweight in the world, the best boxer at heavyweight, and he's the biggest. Like he's physically the biggest. So I think people are oversimplifying that. But I think yeah, it becomes a more interesting fight, Wilder and White, because before I just would expect Wilder to smash him to bits in three rounds. But now there's a little chink in, in Wilder's armor, so there's a there's a little question mark there, I would say. Yeah, um I'm gonna say Kovnaki, is it Kovnaki, got knocked out last night against Helenius. I only saw the knockout, but oh, that's that's gonna that, that's like shockwaves, isn't it, really? Yeah, because they are, yeah, go on now. Take him in with Charles Martin. Then, then, then we'll see he's a big dog. So, <laughs> did you see? So, Ron Lewis from the Times, or when he's retired now, he tweeted last night. So, once Joshua gets his IBF mandatory, which is Pulev out the way, then Usyk out the way, his WBA mandatory is Robert Hellenius. <sighs> and what was the other one after that? There was another one. Oh, his IBF mandatory will be Charles Martin. <laughs> I think I think Hern debunked that, but I can't find the tweet now. It's probably no. They, I wouldn't see them. I wouldn't see those sanctioning bodies enforcing them. I don't think they would enforce those because once he gets rid of, if once he beats Pulev, which you'd expect him to at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, when is it? It's in May, June, June. In June. Yeah. Once he gets rid of him, the IBF aren't going to force him to do anything for at least a year, if not eighteen months. Cal, can I ask a question? Which right. you might not know the answer. Right. Okay. But what's going on with the cruiserweight situation at the minute? What's What's coming up? 
so Breedis is fighting Dortikos in the WBSS yeah. final. Yeah, when uh, is that's in March the twenty first. Oh, it is. is it? Right, okay. I was, yeah. I was thinking it was still some time away. Okay, right. It's March twenty first, I think. Yeah, it uh, got delayed. Got delayed because of the semi. Yeah, so it's twenty first of March. Yeah, it got delayed. Uh, so that will just be that's going to be for the IBF title. And then uh, who's Coley going to fight then? Who? Sorry, Coley. He's going to fight Glovaki. He is, is he? Right, okay. Yeah, so that's going to be for the WBO title. I've got a feeling that's going to land on the Joshua undercard. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, and then the WBC champion is my man, Junior Makabu, who, yeah. <laughs> who lost to Tony Bellew. I was so pleased for him to, to get a to get a world title, finally. Um, and the WBA champion is a guy I've never heard of before. Um, yeah, he's... A, Eastern European guy of a massive name I've never seen fight in my whole life. But yeah, Cruiserweight's still pretty good. Still pretty good. Uh, you'd, you'd think Akoli's going to beat Glovaki. I think Glovaki's, you know, he's, a bit, he's had one too many hard fights now. And I think Akoli will beat him by hook or by crook. Uh, so it's not the division. It's not as sexy as it used to be that division. Now Usyk and yeah. Gassi have gone and Bellew's gone. Yeah. But it's still a good division. You know, Breedis and Dortikos, I'm looking forward to that. That'd be quite good. Um, Domestically, it's not. As strong as it used to be, nah, either. Nah, it's not really. It's not. I mean, you got Richard, Richard, Richard React board that Tommy, um, McCarthy. Yeah. I think Tommy McCarthy's fighting for the European title. Because uh, the EBU, they they put a statement out saying that Coley was going to fight for the European title, but Eddie Hearn said no, 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 he's going to fight for the world title, and they think Tommy McCarthy is going to fight for the European title. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, Richard Poirier, what's he got? He's got the Commonwealth. British. And then Chris Billum Smith has got the Commonwealth. Chris Billum Smith has got the Commonwealth, yeah. Right, right. So you'd think those two could perhaps fight. Yeah. So it's actually not bad at domestically, you know. There's a few little fights to be made. Jack I Lassie's... haven't seen. I haven't seen who's the, the English champions. That guy from from London, Juma, Jumu, Jumu or Juma, yeah. Right. I've heard a lot of people talk about him, but I've not actually seen him fight before. No, I've not seen him. No, I've not seen him fight before. Yeah, I'm just looking at his record now. Um, right, yeah, he, he's the he's the English he's the English champion. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's, he beat Sam Hyde for the English title. Uh, yeah, so there's another guy, another guy that's about and and doing that can. can I think you things. need, like I said, cruiser. Uh, with everything that's going on, cruiserweight is one of those divisions that you need to be. You need it to be a decent, you know, cruiserweight and light heavy in particular uh, divisions. You need to be good domestically, and I think this guy going to need uh, and BT and everything are going to need this domestically to be good because. I, I worry about these domestic shows, like you know, finishing finishing the pod how we started it. You know, yeah. these these domestic these Saturday night sh- fight night shows and these domestic shows are just they're so light at the minute, and it's these types of fights that you're going to have to bring these next generation of people that are entertaining to watch and to get that casual market in there. And obviously, at light heavy and at cruiserweight, you're far more likely for something a little bit more dramatic. Because um, Callum Johnson's fighting for the European. Yes, titles. he is. Yes, he is. Um, yeah, we got announced yesterday as well, and I just and there's another one, but you thought, you know, that could actually be someone who would have would have come through, or you know, name wise that you would start to see a little bit more of, and he hasn't. I just those two divisions in particular domestically, I hope I hope they get the exposure and the and the push that they need, because otherwise I think we're going to struggle domestically. Callum Johnson is 34. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. European title. Yard. Yeah, go on, T. Sorry. Yard's got a fight as well with um, Lyndon Arthur. That's a, sounds t- that's a tasty little one, isn't it? For the um, that's for the uh, Joyce, Joyce, Joyce uh, Dubois. Dubois. Me and yeah. you, Al. 
Me and you are going. Yes, we are. Is that on that card, is it? Yeah. Yep. So would that be for the com? Would that be for the Commonwealth then? Uh, I don't think it's for any belt. I think it- they'll probably throw a belt in there at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tidy. It's tidy. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing Yard again. It feels like ages since he last boxed. Yeah, I love Alex Yard. Yeah. Right, let's finish this up then, because I'm bored now. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> right, bye, people. Bye. Let me. See ya. See you guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.